Listen to me very carefully. I want to present the moments you've been waiting for. Welcome to Kicked Up Radio with your host, Ricky the Ghouly Rancher Commander and Duck the Midnight Strangler. Now lock your doors, turn off your lights, you're in for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Creeped Up Radio. I'm your ghoulish host, Ricky, the ghoulie rancher commander, along with Doc the Midnight Strangler. Yes, it's so good. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of stuff for you today. We got two, two, we made one phone call, and then we got some audio from a listener. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for everybody that's been participating in these Halloween episodes. We, from our cold, dead hearts, really appreciate it. And you, you're you not going to say nothing about that? Thank you so much. Thank you, <laughs> thank you Doc. <laughs> We'd like to thank everybody for participating this Halloween. This Halloween with all these great stories and nice music. Yeah, it's been real good music. I, I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Very much. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's get out with the shout-outs. Our first shout-out is to Leroy the Prophet. They're going to be at the Rail Club November 17th with Saliva. Make sure you get your tickets. <laughs> Make sure you go to that show because you know the dark's going to be there with his assless chaps. Yes, with my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a fast tongue. Yeah, he's the best at it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and also, ladies and gentlemen, I also want to let you know that if you enjoy the show, if you r- love the show, if you even like the show a little bit, please, ladies and gentlemen, consider donating to Patreon. That's right. Because we opened up our Patreon. It's brand new. And that link to that will be in the show notes. So, yeah, if you crack a smile, if it makes you giggle, if it makes you cringe, if Please. it makes you horny too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> make sure you make sure to consider donating to the show on Patreon because we definitely uh there's some stuff that we need to replace. <laughs> but it's okay. We'll figure something out. And uh make sure because there's special rewards that you'll get too. Yeah. That's right. From uh pictures to uh 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 Halloween cards, not Halloween cards, but Christmas, Christmas cards. cards. To cassette tapes, to CDs, maybe mm-hmm. you know uh, we ha- we have a, a, a plethora of things to give out per tier. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, to anybody that you know donates. We appreciate that too. We appreciate that very much. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, if you ever want to be part of the conversations, make sure you hit up the social media links in the show notes as well. And if you have your own music you want to have us play on the show, email us on the email in the show notes. It's there too. Trust me, everything that you need to do, if you want to be a part of the show or if you want to have you know something read on the show, it's in, all in the show notes. Check those out because I kind of worked hard on it. He yeah. does. He worked really hard on it. With two hands. Two hands. Sometimes three. No, maybe, no not three, four. Four. four when hands. you come over. <laughs> when you call at night and you're like... Ricky, I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm strangling. I'm like, I'm on my way. <laughs> you hear the chicken going, oh. <laughs> 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 what's a donkey noise? 
Yeehaw. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, know. whatever. You know. <laughs> Anyways, so let's get on to our first song, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you turn it up. All right. So this song comes from one of the Entesonónicos compilations CDs or cassettes, should I say? It's called Dull Shock, El Pequeño Dios. That was El Pequeño Dios, Dull Shock. Yes. So we had we made a phone call earlier today, Doc, and uh, we talked to the real Undertaker. Yeah. Do you want to play that now? Let's play it now. Let's. let's do y'all want to hear it now? 
So sounds like they want you to play it now. All right, let's so let's go on and do it. Here we go. All right, so we have a special guest on the phone today, Doc. It's uh the Undertaker. 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 Say say hello to the people, man. Hey, very nice to uh, meet y'all, and I'm so glad to uh, have made good friends with another good people here, and uh, glad to totally tell y'all a little bit of funny jokes for Halloween coming up. I always have, uh, you know, full of them with people asking me all types of different questions. You know, you'd be surprised that, you know, the public's morbidly curious all the time. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely got some questions for you, man. So let, yes, let, let the people know what, what you do. Well, uh, a little bit about me, you know, is, I was raised um, in a funeral home. Uh, my parents lived there upstairs. So uh, when I was born, we didn't have the money to buy two places because it was our family business. They were just getting it off the ground a lot. So I pretty much was raised my entire life around the funeral home. And then it's a sad when you're a kid, you know, I absolutely despise it. I hate it because all the other kids in kindergarten, all the classes would pick on you. And nobody would come spend the night at my house. You know what I mean? They, well, nobody come, or nobody coming to sleep at the Undertaker's house. Yeah. I tried it one night with a friend of mine, man, and he got he was in tears and cried all night long. So you know, the parents had to come back and get him. You know, being a kid, that's what I went through. Hell yeah, that's what I would do. I would cry too. I would, I would be like, man. I'll be like, but look, buddy, I didn't. Have, we didn't ever sleep downstairs with the, you know, with the bodies or anything. We we were upstairs. They had an old upstairs, pretty much like an apartment. That was our house. So, know, the second floor of the funeral. So you were never scared of like the, you know, that the bodies would wake up and start coming up, you know, up into the house or like zombie, you know, murders. No, 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 no. That's a myth about, <laughs> uh, you know, what they come up with is the, uh, you know, like the. I know everybody's heard this if you're any familiar with the Undertaker jokes or whatever. You know, the body set up. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Well, what it is is the Undertakers used to say, meaning the body set up was meaning. After they were embalmed, the body firmed up well from the embalming fluid. Oh, so that's how that—that's how that whole loop got started. Somebody started using the what the body set up, but then you know the public took it and just like, <laughs> whoa, people are sitting up in the funeral homes and you know all this crazy stuff. Oh man, yeah, it's, <clears throat> that's crazy. So, so you 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 were never afraid of them. You you've always it's just like a having like a yeah, it's just like a normal thing of anyone, you know, and. uh what they do is they pretty much call us the, you know, the doctor of death. Uh, <laughs> we pretty much fix whatever the, the doctors, uh, you know, in the hospitals, whatever they mess up, we fix it. Oh, wow. <laughs> you see? Yeah. Oh, kind of, kind of crazy to think of it like that, but it's the truth, you know? And then yeah. it, you get a lot of people saying, you know, my grandfather back in the day would be smoking a cigar. He was like, you know, gosh, we need another call today and I, so we can pay the light bill. You know, and that, that's the reality of the funeral home business. That's funny, yeah. dude. Hey, I got a really good story for y'all while you're here real quick. I want to tell you this one. Um, tell us. And I want y'all to check out something that's really cool because, and I was involved in this, but I had nothing to do with it. Didn't know anything about what happened there. Um, if you ever get a chance, look up Mark Boland, Boland Funeral Homes in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Right. They made a movie out of him. I'm from, I was from right there at Roanoke Rapids, so I used to do embalming for Mark. That's how I met him doing my um, my internship. I had to get away from my family. So anyways, we got there, and the ID channel made a movie out of this. It's called Caskets and Strippers. <laughs> um, yeah, this guy married a... Um, a stripper. Uh, 
the gen- no, no, just got married. The general manager of National Hospital. Oh, really? Just remember when, yeah, when y'all get a chance, if you curiosity, look up this. It's called bowling, like spelled like a bowling ball. B O W L I N G, bowling funeral home, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Okay. But what happened was this was a young guy. They started business in Rocky Mountain, and it was just exploding everywhere. Well, what ended up happening was is he got tied up with this girl that was a stripper. And they started having parties upstairs at the funeral homes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and it's sad, man, because the day we were going to our continuing education class with um, with Julie, which was his Mark's wife now, she decided to ride with us for some reason. Well, behind the scenes, you know, we didn't know anything about it. Mark uh, wasn't happy with his marriage, and he ended up having her uh, shot and killed by the stripper. He was in Florida scuba diving. You know, the guy was on videotape caught down there. Yeah, it was this was a Damn. big thing for our small our small town. But if you get a chance, I don't want to spend the whole time hopping on it. But look up that story. It's called Bowling Funeral Home in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Man. And read the story. This is a true story. And they made a movie out of it on the ID channel now. It's called Caskets and Strippers. I got, I got and to see explain that. Yeah. the whole thing for you. Man, yeah. this is a stripper. So that's how my life started. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's how all this started. And to go like to tell y'all a funny joke real quick about it. This has been <clears throat> one thing that actually has scared the death out of me in the funeral home that day. It was we had two services earlier that day, two funerals meaning. And we had a visitation that night and I wanted to get away from the funeral home until about ten o'clock. Uh-huh. But we ended up getting another call right around eight o'clock and uh they brought the body to us, so I went in and changed to you know, start my preparation of the body. And uh I was doing it, and you're running water, things get slippery, and I'm all dressed up. Now it's about 2 o'clock in the morning, all the lights are out, everything's quiet, and I'm in the back room doing my thing so I can try to go lay down for a few hours. And uh, you have to set the people's hands and the facial features and all that so they stay in place when you're embalming. But to make a long story short, I dropped the uh, utensil on the floor. <laughs> I picked this at 2 o'clock in the morning, I dropped this utensil right on the floor, and then when I get up, and I went down to go pick the utensil up. The man's hand happened to slip off of his, his stomach and it went right into my back pocket. Man, I turned the whitest like a ghost. I just knew, you know, something was real here. Something had got a hold of me and I just freaked out. And I went out of the funeral on that night and my parents were like, what in the world? So I told them what was happening, but it took me forever to go back in there to find out if this was the truth. So that was kind of one of my craziest things. Oh, my goodness, man. And it tell you something really weird, too. To believe it or not, you know, it, it, they just had a, a lawsuit. It's been a couple of years ago where the doctor pronounced the person dead. The pulse was so low. And uh, they had took the body to the funeral home. As soon as they got him on the cold table, he went to change clothes, and he walked back into the back funeral home door again. And when he did, the person was actually sitting up on the prep table. Oh, really? Guy, wow. Yeah. The guy panicked. And uh, he didn't know what to do. And the person that set up was asking the other undertaker, he's like, where am I at? You know? Oh, my gosh. And luckily, the guy climbed him down. They put him back in the van and carried him to the hospital. And he, he ended up dying three days later. Oh, but, man. Yeah. The man. police department got sued. I mean, it was a mess. The medical examiner's office did it. You know, this was something recently happened. You know, I'm sure that's, it's on the Internet as well. That's another good story that, that we've had there. Wow. But, uh. Yeah, it's been crazy, man. You see all kinds of stuff. You know, I, I do the removals from murders to suicides to people, you know, wrecks, you know, body limbs up trees. 
Oh. And heads on one side of the road. I mean, just anything what? you could imagine. Oh. Yeah. Has, <laughs> we had a... Has there ever been a time where you just looked at a body and were like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with it? Yeah, I have, man. And the, the times is that something's real horrible. And sometimes the family, they want to insist, you know, to see it one more time. You advise them oh. not to because it's, it's tragic and stuff like that. But anybody that's burnt up, you can't really embalm them or do anything like that. But um, if somebody's too all to pieces, it takes forever to, um, you know, try to put them back together. Uh-huh. Um, which I ended up taking a class that's called Restorative Art for an extra six months. And you actually will get paid about $225 an hour to sit down and work on someone to get them shown again. But sometimes they're just so bad that, you know, there's nothing you can really do for it, you know. And the reason I got into the funeral business is an older I'm getting, I, um, the thing that keeps me going in it all the time was uh, the helping someone through a death. You know, a uh-huh. death is one of the most hardest parts of, of our lives to lose a loved one statistics shows only about you know you may go to experience a funeral once or twice in your whole lifetime so a lot of people don't really know exactly what's going on with everything but um wow. yeah it's crazy man that, that that is and what keeps like i said what keeps me going there is to know that i'm trying to help somebody and do the right thing help them you know our community through one of the hardest times of people's lives. So that, that that's what really keeps me going, just the thank you notes and, you know, the people that just, uh, you know, they, they'll praise you like you're, you you walk on water because you try to help them through it. But unfortunately, with a funeral, you don't have a do-over. So when right. you have the service, you got to make sure everything goes perfect. Because, oh, I mean, you don't want to mess up, you know, that one-time thing for that one-time family. And that's, you know, pretty much how it goes. Yeah. I never even thought about, you know, uh, that you would get like thank you notices or thank you letters and stuff like that. That never even occurred to me. That's amazing. Yeah, a lot of do. people. That's right. A so lot of people think. don't don't think about that part of it. You know, they just think about the body and the death, but actually spend more time with the family and trying to help them and take care of them than you do with the body. You know, through everything. Oh wow. Which is uh yeah. I mean, anytime you can try to do something to help your community, it don't matter what it is. I believe it's a good thing. And a lot of people don't know this. At the time, I was one of 25 undertakers in the entire United States that's on the national demort team, which we get called out to like places like 9-11 mm-hmm. or, you know, a bunch of horror tragedies like that. And, really? uh, yeah, we go out and it's called the demort team. We get paid to help them do that and bomb bodies and send them, you know, wherever they need to go to help take care of that stuff too. So yeah, that's kind of who I am in a nutshell. So can I ask you a question? Is has there been a time that that something like really really creepy has ha- happened while you've like working on a body or just within the funeral home itself? Well, you know, with the guy's hand slipped in my pocket, that was one. But one other yeah. time, and uh, at the time, I didn't believe in you know the, uh, the paranormal ghosts or stuff like that. You know, um, but one night, it, this was the older older funeral home. I walked in the back door and uh, I was going towards the steps. And if you look up the steps, you know, they go way up and it's a little platform there. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I did, I walked up, man, and you could see like the most beautiful angel just kind of like standing there oh, looking wow. down the steps. And I rubbed my eyes three or four different times. I was like, man, am I seeing things again or something? And uh, actually, man, I believe it to this day that that's what uh, that's what it was. Wow. You know, so before all that, I actually uh, was against the ghost thing. I was like, man, these can't real. But after I experienced it that time 
and uh, it was just a beautiful, the beautiful sight I've ever seen of a lady there in the dress, looking like an angel. And uh, that, other than that, that was the um, my paranormal experience with the funeral homes. Oh, amazing, dude! That that's that's great. That's a that's a great story to end on, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Do you, do you want to give any uh, shout outs or anything to anybody you know? Um, yeah, sure. You know, um, I'm into uh, a little bit into politics. If anybody wants to look us up, I got a. Um, I'm writing a book right now called The Eyes of the Undertaker, where um, <laughs> I'll be writing stories about what I've experienced. You know different stuff through my whole life and what comes through the eyes of the undertaker a lot of people don't they don't even have a clue of the stuff that we we see on a daily basis and um you know it actually shocked the conscience to, if i told you a whole bunch of these stories that i could just sit and go on and on and on so i'm putting it in the book so hopefully look for that maybe one day called the eyes of the undertaker and if you're into politics on twitter look us up uh, um at hashtag is mrc just ride it the make america great again roller coaster just ride it mrc just ride it look us up on twitter and facebook and uh, instagram and uh hope everybody has a wonderful holiday and a happy halloween man you too thank you thanks for being thank on. y'all thank you man. yes sir thank y'all for having me have a good day you, you too. too bye bye-bye and that was the undertaker the undertaker man what do you think about that man i thought it was really cool and, and i'm really I'm going to look up the movie. You are? Yeah, I am because I'm really interested. I like ID stuff because I'm, I'm always getting ideas of what I can do as far as strangling or whatever. <laughs> so I figured I would go ahead and watch that one. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. when they, they, he talked about having, you know, a casket with strippers, that's kind of sexy. Yeah, dude. I thought that, I thought that story was going to go totally different too mm-hmm. from what he told us. I mean, yeah. like when the, the stripper shot the, the, the wife. Yeah. I'm like, man, okay. I, okay. I, w- I was going to say something. I'm like, man, strippers do anything really for money. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how much she got paid to, like, shoot the wife. Or was it just she got paid in D? That's what she was getting paid, in D. But that D has a long-term effect, too, because that D was going to end up getting her some money in the long run, I think. Yeah, dude. Mm -hmm. I wonder. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask. If you're a stripper, ladies and gentlemen, or if you dance or take off your clothes for money, call the show. Let us know what if if there is a limit or some type of uh, uh, etiquette that, you know, of how much money or what you will do not do for money yeah what's your limit right yeah what is your limit like in the you know at the club or if you know somebody offers you like three grand to go home with you you know do you do that or no you know i mean because you know over here on geeked up radio we don't judge we we just want to know the truth the truth that's it you know and we, we ain't gonna put out no names out there or anything you know so you can call in the show that shit is anonymous e not no wait Anonymous, anonymous. <laughs> but it's also anonymous because it's on the internet. <laughs> or, but they can leave us their phone, their phone number, so we can get back to them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What's up? 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 Anyways, so, well, yeah, because you know, I mean, uh, that's just boggling. I would, I don't think I would. There's only a, a certain things I would do to kill somebody. I mean, for food, if I was like on an island, would you eat them? I would eat that motherfucker. Dude. <laughs> If, okay, let's say you're on a desert island, all right? All right? And you're on there, and, you know, you, you have your best friend, and he's on there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, bro, what are we going to do? We only got one coconut. Well, I'm going to use that coconut bust in your head, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 fat boy got to eat. <laughs> you know, I ain't planning to lose no weight. 
<laughs> I, would, I would cook him, salt him down. I put him, I'd get salt from the sea and put it all over him. So it'd be salted and turn him into jerky. That's what I do. And you eat him. Yeah. And you, you can, I could last for a, a, a day or so. Probably a day. Probably <laughs> you know, a day. make a bonfire, <laughs> try to call for help. Hey. They're like, where's all the survivors? I'm the only one. Yeah. They're over there in the back. There's the pods of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I'm about to let them loose. <laughs> Better find me a toilet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Unless, you know, you were on an island and you were with, you know, like your your honey or whatever. You'd be like, what's up, babe? We, we only got one coconut and you're two coconuts. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, you know, I wouldn't kill her. I'd be like, what's up, what's up, what's up? You know, we're all alone now. Now we can walk around butt naked. <laughs> yeah, but then when you're going to eat, I mean, you can't get into that stuff when you're weak because there's no nutrients. I guess. I mean, I, man, then I would do like the Tom Hanks thing. I'd get all fit and start fishing, you know, like in Castaway. There you go. See, and, that's smart. and she'd be looking at me all drooling. She'd be like, ooh. And she'd be like, ooh, Ghoulie, you're so fit. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> I'm fit. I'm fit. I'm, I'm, what rhymes with fit? I don't know. Fit and ready to fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can use some of that fish oil for lubricant. Yeah, there you go, man. I'd be like, what's up, girl? And you know, she'll probably get like super fit too. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she'd be just eating like fish and stuff and crawdads, you know? Crawdads aren't not in the ocean. Lobsters. There Jesus go, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Does it matter? No. <laughs> Anyways, you know, she'd be eating crawdads and stuff and, <laughs> and coconuts. And it, it'd be like, Man, we'll be like super vegan. Or you're not a vegan if you eat that. Or maybe you are a vegan. A fishitarian. Fishitarian. Pesca- a pescatarian. You can eat bugs. Don't be gross. I'd rather die. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody was like, you're on an island and there's only bugs, I'm like, kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Ladies and gentlemen, would you eat bugs? Tell me what you would do. On that island. Call in the show. Let us know. We'll play your answers. If you're on a deserted island with your best friend or your significant other, what would you do? Eat them, live, live off the the crawdads, or uh, I don't know. Have a threesome. How? There's well, only two people there. No, you just said if you were It was with one your, or the other. Oh, okay. You're either there with your BFF or you're there with your, your SO. Pick one. To let us know. What would you do, Doc? I take um, my what's an SO first of all a significant other. Uh, I'll take my hoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna go dildo. <laughs> I'll take a monkey. <laughs> Get that book plug. <laughs> Anyways, what would you do? You eat the monkey? No, I wouldn't make the, no. I would be friends with the monkey because I could have the monkey go up to the tree and get me some coconuts and bring them down. Oh, I guess. What if the I, I guess that's pretty smart. It is smart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, well, let's let's go ahead and just go into our next song, I guess. All right, let's go to the next yes, song. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. But first, as always, make sure you call us. Let us know your answers. Yes, we want to know. What would you do? You're on a deserted island, and the doc's going to let us know the next song. All right, so we're going to play some music by Aleph Ghost, Cybercrime. Yeah. 
and that was Cybercrime by Aleph Ghost. Yes. Man, that was a cool song. Yeah, I like it. I like I like it. Nice, nice beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's go on, and we're going to play. We got one recording from a, a listener, and, uh, you know, we're going to play that for you right now, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, my name is Victor, and this is the story of what happened to me on 9-14-2019 at Victoria's Black Swan Inn in San Antonio, Texas, during the Paranormal Fest. So, um, my friend Teresa and myself sell jewelry, uh, and sometimes we're vendors at Victoria's Black Swan Inn, and Teresa had booked a space for the Paranormal Fest, but I wasn't going to go. She was going to be on her own. So what I did tell her was that I would go out there and I would take a few things for her to sell for me and I would hang out for a little while and then I would go home. Well, I got a call early that morning that she needed lights. She had forgotten them at home. So I picked up lights and uh, packed my things and headed out there and got there about 1 p.m. in the afternoon and uh, help set up. We're setting up lights, fluffing up the table, um, setting things out. And as we're doing that, uh, people are coming by and talking to us and, you know, asking us what we're selling and uh, in what capacity are we there with the fest. And uh, we were just vendors. And uh, some of the presenters came by. They were going to have people speak and present. Uh, you know, what what have you? There's there was tarot card readers there. There were spiritual guides there. Uh, there was book authors there. Uh, all kinds of vendors and all kinds of people. You know, doing all kinds of things. Well, there was a gentleman that came by our our table, and he was one of the presenters. And he was going around talking to people, trying to get a vibe of the place, trying to get a vibe of the people, if, you know, asking us questions, if we had been there before, um, what we thought about the place and what we thought about the fest. And um, we, we spoke for a little while and then uh, we talked to some of the people he was with and then they, they moved on. So we kept on, you know, setting up the lights, uh, putting stuff out on the tables. And once we got settled in, uh, Teresa decided that she was going to go to the bathroom before things got busy. I said, yeah, great. You know, before things get going, before the crowds come, go ahead and go to the bathroom and I'll be here at the table. So um, after a while, she came back and she said, oh, my God, you'll never guess what happened to me. I said, what? And she said, I got locked in the bathroom and I just started to laugh and she says, you know, I never get locked in the bathroom. And I said, yes. And then she said, other people get locked in the bathroom. And I said, I know, I know other people get locked in the bathroom. And I said, well, what did you do? She says, I, she started to panic and the door wouldn't open. So she said, as soon as she calmed herself down, the door opened by itself. It just came un, un, unlocked. And uh, we just started to laugh because we thought it was so funny. And uh, I said, oh, the ghosts are active, right? So again, we're straightening things out on the table, moving things around, and uh, trying to get ourselves situated with the the sun and everything. And um, 
The gentleman that came to talk to us earlier came back again. But this time he had he had something in his hand. He had uh, uh, the Ouija board game. And it looked like it was uh, old-timey. It looked, it looked old. And he asked us if we would sign it. And we thought it was kind of strange, but we went ahead and signed it. And he told us that he goes around and does this all the time. It's his thing. He likes, if he has like some sort of, you know, connection with you, he'll go around and he'll ask you to sign his Ouija board. So he asked both of us, I guess he liked talking to us. And then he, and he moved on. And uh, so we're there and we finally finished, you know, judging things up and um, we sat down and we started to, Teresa and I started to chit chat. And, you know, we're talking about things and and all of a sudden I, I grabbed my phone because I forgot what we said and said, well, let me look that up. And I grabbed my phone to look it up. And as we're talking, my arms started burning. Like alcohol, like if you pour alcohol or spray some Bactine on a, on a, on a wound. And I looked at her and I said, ow. I said, my arms are burning. And she looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I looked down at my forearms, at the bottom of my forearms, and they were all scratched up. And I showed them to her, I said, my arms are all scratched up. And she's like, well, what did you do? And I said, nothing. I said, "You we're just sitting here. I said, you saw me? I said, we've been sitting here for a little while. And she says, well, well, why did that happen? And I said, I don't know. I must have been attacked by something because that's what it felt like. We were just sitting there, just chit-chatting, and all of a sudden, my arms are all scraped up for no reason at all. So we were trying to backtrack and think, well, well what did we do? Well, we moved some of the chairs around. I said, yeah, but I moved them with my hands and I only moved them a few inches. And she, she said, well, what about when you moved the curtain? I said, well, I just pulled it with my, with my fingers. I just, you know, pulled it down off the top of the awning. I said, I didn't climb up there or, or grab the pole in any way. And she says, well, what about the lights? I said, well, you saw how we hung the lights. We just flicked them on the, the nails that were on on the wood so we couldn't figure out what happened so that's the paranormal activity that I um, came in contact with there at the paranormal fest uh, she had hers she got locked in the ghost locker in the bathroom and I had mine where a ghost attacked me by scratching my arms up and uh, that was it it was a very interesting evening alright thank you so, so that that was a good story. I like that one, man. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. I did. All right. So let's go ahead and go on and close the show, Doc. And remember, what, what the fuck? fuck, motherfuckers? What are y'all doing on our show? Yeah. What the hell are you doing here? Oh my god. What are y'all doing here? We're here to take our show back. No. You were supposed to be tied up with the ball gags. We're back, and now we're going to violate you. Yeah, motherfuckers. You're ready. No. Motherfucker, no. Drop those panties now. Oh, please. I'll do anything for you. Just don't. Nah. Nah, son. You're about to get your ass kicked. Here we go. Ah! Ugh. Ah!
Alright, welcome back ladies and gentlemen to Geeked Up Radio. I'm Ricky, the Jolly Rancher Commander. And Dr. Panty Dropper. We're back, we kicked the motherfucking shit out of those two guys who fucking had us tied up in the basement of our own goddamn studio. But the Gimp is taking care of them right now in the corner. That's right. Get it, Gimp. Get it. Anyways, so ladies and gentlemen, I guess we missed uh, Halloween, I guess. Yeah, we missed Halloween. Fuck. So, uh, what's the next holiday? Thanksgiving? Turkey Day, yeah. Turkey Day. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're just going to go back to our regular scheduled program, I guess. So hopefully these two fucks didn't fuck our show up. And uh, uh, we'll just get back to the, the music, the indie music and stuff, and keep going. What do you think about that, Doc? Let's go. Let's do and, it. Yeah. And so I guess what what I, they, set up a, they set up a phone number. So that phone number is going to be in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. If you're thankful for anything, make sure that you... St- Call that in, I guess. Call in to tell us what you're thankful, your horror stories for the, the worst Thanksgiving you've had or something. Or if you just want to give out some uh, shout-outs or something like that or dedications. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll take those too, you yeah. know? Yeah, so fuck the ghouly rancher commander. I'm back. I'm the jolly rancher commander. And yeah. That's right. Yeah. Get him, Gimp. Get him. He's getting He's fucking him right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gimp's really, he's really riding him hard. <laughs> Slow down, slow down. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so make sure you, uh, f- you know, follow us on all the f- social media, and don't forget if you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the show, please, please consider supporting the show on Patreon, and that will be in the show notes as well, ladies and gentlemen. And if you do, you'll you'll get some special stuff like we said before. Um, so thank you very much, and. Uh, Doc, I guess we'll, let's figure out what the last song they were going to play before we whip their ass. All right, so we're going to leave you with a famous band from Fort Worth, Texas, Leroy the Prophet, Undone. Let's do it.